Hey guys, welcome to another Addicted Podcast brought to you by our good friends here at Nick Wax. It's the rainy season. You guys know the drill, right? That's right. Apparently, I don't know how to use it, but. <laughs> you gotta use the whole bottle, yeah, bro. Yeah, you, no. But now last, I know. No, last week battle. it was the top loader versus the front loader. Is that what's going on? Let's not get into that. Yeah, we're not getting into that. Oh, it's on man. the instructions there, but special thanks to those guys for help supporting this podcast. And, uh, you know, if you guys already recognize, or maybe you didn't recognize, there was a third voice in this podcast here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's Jordan. <laughs> it's Jordan trying to be Peter. You heard the laugh. He's here. Uh, no, he's so, here. We got a special guest in house tonight. You know, last week, you know, we were able to talk a little bit about like how Jordan and I got into some of the, uh, some of our guiding shenanigans and, uh, you know, we got a great opportunity here to get Mr. Nick Popov in house. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We got great feedback from you guys. I, uh, I received some personal messages and stuff that, um, you know, some of you viewers out there and listeners really, really appreciated just those down to earth kind of, you know, storytelling type of podcasts, something you guys can keep cruising down the road and listen to but we went pretty in depth of like you know where i kind of got out on tangent of like where I, you know what i did for a living before um <laughs> which was cool because too. last week we were filming and you even pointed to the cell tower yeah where you were at when that when that moment when you said you know screw it i'm guiding high up on a mountain but that's cool you know so we thought we'd take the opportunity because i feel like most guides um unless you're going to be like cameron's young man son who is just born to be a fishing guy you mostly go through some sort of change in your life or uh you know some sort of of uh harsh moment that really makes you want to do it so let's let's get down to the new you know yeah nitty-gritty here yes sir yes sir what was your story cam i never heard that one that's for another podcast. <laughs> or, you know what? You can go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to it. I don't even know if I got into it too much, but why don't you introduce yourself, well, guide was, service and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm Nick Popov, owner of Peel the Real Guide Service um, in Addictive Fishing. And, you know, I'm, I'm out here with the boys today. So That's right. Nick, Nick, Nick kind of comes in from Northern Oregon. And, uh, you know, it's a really good opportunity to get him up here into the studios every now and then, kind of in between in between some fishing right now but he's one of our boys yeah. we do a ton of filming with him if you guys are familiar with the addicted youtube uh or excuse me the addictive fishing youtube channel uh we do a lot of stuff with them but we don't get them up here too often it's been tough man i've been on a grind oh <laughs> i think we went I got, out fishing today though hey i got out fishing today for fun sick. for the it was first a good time buddy in day. a million years you know i i think i've had seven days off or nine days off since july 28th so I'm running thin. <laughs> Not Working a lot of time. Life of a guy. That's right. Yeah. Life of so a what guy. made you get into all this craziness then? Well, so I was doing sales. Um, you know, I kind of got out of high school. I fished my whole life. My dad taught me to fish, kind of, you know, got me into the fishing industry. and Or I guess the fishing world, you know, started trout fishing, bass fishing. I was the kid that would, uh, we'd go out fishing and then when they were cleaning the boat, I'd still be fishing off the dock, you know, <laughs> early, you know, went until dark. And Did you start with bluegill by chance? I caught you, dude. <laughs> it didn't matter what it was. We used to go down to the creek, catch anything that swam, you know, and it's still the same way I am today. You know, I just enjoy fishing, period. Time went on. I, I got out of high school and me and my brother used to, it was kind of crazy. We, I think my senior year, I probably missed half my, half my senior year because we were going down steelhead fishing all the time. And so I got real good at it. And, and I remember, uh, Nestucca Valley sporting goods. There was a, there was a guy there by the name of Ron bird. And, uh, he was like a, he was a rod designer. He, he did, they owned a tackle shop basically. And, uh, he just started telling me, he's like, man, you got the personality. You should start guiding. You should start guiding. 
and I'd bought my first drift boat from him. And so, uh, I thought about it and kind of went in, got better and better, started, you know, running the drift boat and, and, uh, but then I took a sales position and, uh, I was selling cell phones, you know, it's it funny you said the tower, you know, because I was selling cell phones for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, took a pretty high position with, with a cell phone company and managed a couple of stores. And to be honest, I got tired of the, uh, you know, dealing with the public and day to day. So you got tired of dealing with the public in the yeah. stores. So you want to deal with them out the, out yeah, the one-on-one different, experience. Yeah, yeah. Different setting, different setting. But no, I, you know, what really drew me away from the sales thing was my dad got real sick. And uh, when my dad got sick, I got put on family medical leave act through, you know, through my work. And it was like, they were doing everything, everything they could to fire me while my dad was sick. And my dad just said, you know what, dude, he's like, just quit. He's like, go guide. That's what you're, you know, that's what you're born to do. That's what I want you to do. And so I just took a leap of faith. And I said, I went from doing it part-time like here and there when I could out of my drift boat and just made the full jump, man. And said, I'm going full speed and kind of the rest is history, man. I, you know, then the time starts to fly. Oh, it's I was say, how, old, how old were you when you uh, made the made the So job? I've been back full time for six years. You know, in between there, I did. I went up. Um, I actually got an offer to go up to Alaska because I was like my, you know, my dream was like, oh, I want to be a guide in Alaska. And uh, I happened to know this guy who offered me a position up there, and I went up there and ran a boat for, I think, five years, five and a half years up there. I ran an offshore boat. And even still, it's different, you know, going up to Alaska is much different than, you know, fishing here in the Northwest and in your drift boat. And, you know, and when you're, you know, when you're, when you're running your own. Right. I was going to say, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, I feel like most, any experienced fishing guide has to go and work in Alaska. Um, cause nothing yeah. will make you more motivated to be self-employed <laughs> right. than you, guiding realize. you know, you really, it's a great lesson. Like you learn. 100% how to get into fish mode and how to rally on, on weeks worth of work and stay, stay, you know, stay yeah. in it and keep your head right. But also you realize how important it is to like, yeah, See, be a sole proprietor. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Like, you know, well, I, I think can, Alaska was the most important thing for me in, in my guiding career because it, it taught me how to be like responsible, you know, and like it built the foundation of like how to start a business, how to run a business. And, you know, I saw this guy who in Alaska was, he had a real successful business up there and it was, he was very, you know, he, he was, he was younger. He was a younger dude and he ran a hell of a company and it was like, you know, I kind of mentored my business after him, you know. You know, and one thing you do, you look at, you know, you go up there and you get to see how it's done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I took a little bit of a different route and started guiding just kind of cold turkey down here and that was terrifying yeah, you get these weird people in your boat you don't know what to do right. and so when you go to alaska you know you yeah. get you definitely get to go up there and, you get the and, same weird people for three days but they're not your <laughs> mine were five they're not your weird people yeah that's right yeah you know like i got i got the opportunity a couple of years ago to go do you know six weeks at the kingfisher camp yep. on this guy because shoot that was vacation yeah because it's yep. like you almost want to go back because then it's like I don't have the res- any other responsibilities except mm-hmm. to get these to get the guys You're fish. not cleaning your boat. You're not right. doing your paperwork, yep. paying your bills, relicensing. All that. Speaking of that, I just did that. So. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you, know, you, you just you got so much else to do, but there's also a bunch of pride in that right. too. Yeah, yeah. And owning it your own. Yeah, and I think that, that Alaska experience was like, and I think every guy, you, you know, I think 
a large percentage percentage of us guides probably start up there in some way, shape, or form. But you start to realize, like, man, I'm doing a lot of work for not very much money. There's somebody, <laughs> you know? there's somebody else. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else wrong with it though, because no, it is amazing up there. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't find that anywhere oh, else man, in the world. I, I still think about. I'll never forget my first trip up there. I, I was I. Uh, had five guys come up and I ran a, a 30 foot offshore boat, North river, you know, twin one fifties. And, and it's like, we're doing salmon fishing, halibut fishing. And it was my first trip, like first guided trip, you know, I'm all mm -hmm. nervous. And I, this, we are fishing in Glacier Bay national park and I get set up and I get all the rods out and I look back and there's just, the rod is just folded over with a halibut. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Gets I can up. do this. It's, it's a monster, dude. It was like 240 pounder. First fish of the year. Like first fish of my ever, you know? So I get the harpoon ready and I'm all jacked, dude. And I, I harpoon this thing. It's just going, oh, you know, just tearing into me. And I'm like hanging on to this because we do them like 30 foot aligned to a fun ball. And you're supposed to throw the fun ball, but I always like to hang on to them, you know, and see if I can just hold them as far as I could. Well, dude, this thing goes to run. It rips out of my hands. It pulls the rod tight. The, the buoy gets wrapped around my thing and just pulls the harpoon line and breaks this dude's line. <laughs> so he loses his fit, first fish my guiding career up there. <laughs> well, it was a 240-pound halibut. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> but I didn't even get the – it was like I harpooned him, but I like I got like a skin wound. I didn't realize, like, dude, you got to stick it to him when it's harpoon time, you know. It was like just – You got to be tonto. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was a sharp <laughs> learning curve and – and uh but it's something i'll never forget you know so but yeah so that's kind of how i got started you know did they and, did you catch other fish though oh we did we got okay our, we got all our help i took a little more i was a little nervous on the second one right? <laughs> <laughs> a little more <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta say alaska was huge for me as well in my career because uh it was the first place I got to take these guys fishing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That right? yeah, was your addicted career, And too, that right? worked out pretty good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, now look. Just turned crazy. out to be a record I, year. I was just saying, I heard if you don't take us back here pretty quick, we're going to have to have a chat about I that. Know. <laughs> Except for I'm gone this time. <laughs> if I disappear, you guys could probably guess one of two places I'm, I'm at. <laughs> Off the grid. Yeah. Chile, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All first trips, dude. You know, you talk about that. I remember my first trip was going down and taking these two guys, a husband and his wife. And we were, back then, we wouldn't even like side drift. We'd just go like anchor for steelhead. Oh, that's all my, yep. And I remember going down there and missing like the first like six and seven bites and just, I had never had anxiety like that in my life. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And then we catch two fish and I'm like, same thing, you know, like typical guy, like, oh, we got two fish, blah, blah, blah. And right. then you go back and I remember I got a check. <laughs> like there was no square was there, was, yeah. there was nothing like taking cards on cell phones i got a check right big tip I'm like, wow what do you know this is pretty cool i think i can do this <laughs> yeah you know? game on to that i remember yeah. one of my first trips um i remember my very first trip was like it's not even fun to talk it was just easy like stopped in some random spots really just did not have my routine you know like yeah. it was your first, one of your first real fishing was it trips. where we was it where you took us yeah Oh, okay. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, no, 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 not up there. It was, it was on my home river. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That'd it was like okay. right when I started all that, and you know, we just like casually caught three or four. The guys were all stoked because they'd never caught steelhead before. And yeah. It was really sweet. But in the first year I guided, one thing that really kind of set my mindset and will be this way for the rest of forever was, um, it's probably like the second or third trip, honestly, that I'd ever done. I had this older gentleman who had just retired, was a car salesman. Super cool guy. 
you know, close to 70, late 60s. And it was, uh, I was fortunate the first couple of years I started guiding, you know, six, seven years ago, we were getting phenomenal runs. Right. And, uh, and so I got this guy down there and it's just me and him. It's just one guy and, and he's getting around, you know, we're catching fish for about three, four fish in and we get to like the best spot of the day. And I walk him out into the river and I'm like, all right, stand on that rock right there. It's just a big flat, like table, you know, coffee table size rock, you know, like about a two foot step up. And I'm like, here, grab my shoulder and just step up there so you can cast. And he goes, no, I can't. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm, I can't get up there. I'm not going to stand up there. Because he like physically couldn't, you know, and it like, I remember even then, like the first year of guiding, like sitting there and like thinking about it and like looking at the dude and I'm like, man, this guy worked his butt off his whole life. Finally got to a comfortable place where he could enjoy himself and spend money on a guided fishing trip. And he couldn't even achieve the luxury of stepping up on a rock, right. you know? And I'm right. like, this is what I want to do. Right. This is what I'm going to do until I physically or mentally cannot do it anymore because you can't it's so bad. Like, <laughs> to be know. able to run down the riverbank, hopping from, you know, top of each rock to each rock, chasing a fish. Like, there's so much wealth and like mm-hmm. quality and beauty in that you know and i was like man I'm, i wouldn't trade it for the world right for any kind of money to be able to like you know live in your youth and be functional and like you're to your full ability while you right. get to enjoy the outdoors and stuff like that's really important i feel like so for anybody listening um kind of unguiding related but just you know take like, take your yeah. time to go and have that fun because when you finally do work up, work up to retirement I don't think you can enjoy it the same way. Right. You know, that but that's when of, I really thought like I knew I wanted to do it. I got licensed, blah, blah, blah. But when I, I saw that, I was like, man, this is what I'm going to do forever. Yeah. You it was kind of the same thing. You know, when my dad got sick, that was kind of what right. pushed me to like, there was that moment in time where I was just like, you know, he told me to do it. And I, I left a really good job, like secure benefits, good money, took care of my family, you know, like to go do this like adventure that <laughs> who knows, like, where am I going to get clients? Where am I going to, you know, where, where's my next paycheck coming from? And, and, you know, I mean, it's just kind of crazy how it all worked out, but you know, it's like you build these clients, you know, you, you build this clientele and these friendships and these relationships through guiding. And I mean, it's crazy where it's, it taking. has to happen naturally. You can't force yeah, it for no, sure. That's a hundred percent. And then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, man. I don't. So at what point did you, uh, meet, meet, uh, the crew? Ah, that's kind of crazy too. Yeah. So that was actually, was that like four? I had to be I'm trying to think. I don't even remember, but I'm trying to think the first, I think I know the first time we went and filmed with them. It was my first year on the Willamette. That's what it was. In Cameron's garage. In Cameron's garage, and that was the first time we ever met. That's right. And yeah, I remember okay. we told him the uh, the cracker joke from Jerry, <laughs> just to like warm him up and see see what he would think of, of how our personalities was. And yeah. I remember him busting up laughing and going, "Yep, you fit with us." Yep, yep, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that because I I was like a big fan, you know. Like it was kind of funny because the first time I met Marlon was at a sportsman show, and I was like, I went and said what's up, and I talked to Cameron for a minute. I was actually working with. David, Dave's Tangle Free in his booth, and that was when you guys were like right across the aisle from Dave's Tangle Free. It was not on the spot we're at now, but no. years ago. I mean, this was five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked up and talked to you guys, and I like said, "What's up to Marlon?" And he like he was just busy in the middle of stuff, and I walked away, and I'm like, I was like, I couldn't tell if he was like 
like, didn't what a like dick. me. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I kind of. I was like, no. I mean, like, that's like kind of was my opinion. And then like later down the road, I, I mean, not that. Well, no, yeah. No, no, no. no. I mean, <laughs> that's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's like I. I didn't know if he was like, oh, who's that dude or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then we he he approached me months later, dude, and. I don't know. I kind of felt like it's meant to be. And it's kind of crazy how, how life works. You know, you meet these people and they bring me in to do a life. Yeah. I think it was about Willamette Springers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I came in and I talked about Willamette Spring Chinook and, and, uh, I just kind of got involved after that. We did like a walleye episode after that. And just kind of like, I think, the, I think one of the first, I thought one of the first ones we did with you is we went down, um, your, your home river when the water was really, really no, low. No, that was, that was like a year into it. Because that was when my son got real sick. Remember when we went yes, and did that? It was. That was actually two days before he went in the hospital. Yep. Because That's I right. remember right. I got the phone call when I was on the phone. And she's yeah. like, he's still got a fever. We need to go to the hospital. Yep. And I'm like, oh, God. So And yeah. like Nick Fashion, we were fishing. Yeah. Dawn until dark. dark. So <laughs> I remember dark. later, it was, <laughs> it was below the, I can't say the whole, but it's like below the yes. usual takeout. We went to the other takeout. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember that now. Yeah, so, but yeah, man, it's crazy. And then, you know, life takes you into these weird places. And so here I sit with all you wild Next thing you know, your backgrounds right. and all that. <laughs> yeah, right. Doing live feeds and podcasts. You know, I don't, I wouldn't take, you know, honestly, like I look back at how this all started and I don't think I would change anything about it. I went through some hard times, man, in between like leaving my job to like figuring out an income for myself. I remember just like, I would take, anything you know and so when i see these these new guys that come out and stuff these newer guides and they they discount themselves and they're advertising and stuff i, I remember being in their shoes mm -hmm. you know one day and just going man i'll take anything to make some money and so you know there's a there's a a learning curve and like a you know kind of that's that's one thing that's just so important you know It'll teach you to live within your means for right. sure yeah i mean it was crazy some hard yeah. times and yeah, it's there. a different story. How old were you when you flipped the switch again? I was, uh, what am I now? Thirty eight. <coughs> I was probably thirty two, thirty one, thirty one or thirty two. Yeah, yeah, because well, and it was you know I had switched before my dad had passed, and I was doing like you know guiding and work and trying to like intermingle, and it just wasn't working. You yeah, know? it's like trying to run a guiding business and and. Uh, you know, fish at the same time. I mean, and work a full-time job. It's like, you're, you're never going to commit to both of them, you know? So it was like, I would leave one short no matter which way I turned. And mm -hmm. so, you know, once my dad finally passed, it was like, or right before he passed, you know, I just said, screw it and walked in, handed them the slip said, I'm out, man. And, and they all couldn't, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what was one of those moments in Wanda your life. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> If, yeah, you know you're right. You're right on that because that's the way. That's literally the way I quit fish wildlife. I yeah. walked in with my CWT wand and my data loggers and just sat on the desk and said, "Yeah, time to go." Yeah, they were. You know, yeah. It's just. I mean, it, great people, great job, but at the same time, it's. You got to go do what makes you happy, yeah. man, and that was not what was making me happy. Defining moment, in right? That. Well, like, luckily we're all happy now. That's right, man. And we got a big year ahead of us. Twenty twenty one is going to be crazy. Yeah, I think it's but gonna be the best still better here. Seen. You guys stay tuned for more of these podcasts coming up. We're going to be talking a lot of Steelhead in the coming weeks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, awesome stories. If you guys want to hear more, you can hear Cameron and I's stories. Go check out last week's podcast. 
And a uh, huge thanks again for you guys listening to this. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you on the road.